Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. The university where you learn everything that is going on in pop culture and see what life lessons you can learn from it. So it's educational and inspirational. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. You are so welcome. Everyone is welcome here. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. I hope you guys had an amazing uh, Super Bowl or Rihanna concert weekend. My weekend was quite boring. I feel like being a 22-year-old gay man is like dating in the trenches. Like, you think these straight men are bad? The gay men are just actually worse. And they're more upfront about how horrible they are because they think since you are also a man, they just know, like, they expect you to know how men think. So they're just going to be straight up awful to you and just hope you understand. So it's really the trenches. And I think I'm just going to be in my celibate era, my abstinence era well i i just can't deal right now i've just accepted defeat even though it would be lovely to have a rendezvous with someone and i have suitors i just think it'd be lovely to just take a time out for my soul we'll see how long that lasts maybe like a month but for now can't deal anymore oh my god you guys big news i have a snapchat show now yes we're moving on up in the world taking over uh cross platforms I'm everywhere. You can't get rid of me, bitch. You can't get rid of me, bitch. So I'm on Snapchat now. The show is called Unfiltered Pop. So just type that in in the Snapchat search bar. I put the link to it on my Instagram story. Um, I think unfiltered is like a buzzword on Snapchat. That's why they named it Unfiltered Pop. They as in like the men in control. You know what I'm saying? We'll see how it goes. Please subscribe to it right now. Unfiltered Pop on Snapchat. Support me. Let it keep going. We need to get those views, those streams. So they grant me the ability to keep working with them and yeah i would just love the support unfiltered pop thank you guys in advance for doing that and it's a really fun show so i think you'll enjoy the content um just like you will today because there's a lot of crazy shit to talk about like ufos yeah that is what 2023 has come to with all the craziness that is going on this week there are also now ufos appearing here and there and everywhere So we need to discuss all of them. And I need to tell you the UFO that I saw this week. I saw one of them with my own eyes. And it is a crazy story. I'm not just saying this for attention. I'm saying this because it's real. You need to hear about it. And then we are going to talk about Machine Gun Kelly cheating on Megan Fox. I know even saying that is ridiculous. And you think it should be the other way around. But no, we need to discuss that and how he ruined his own happiness Then we need to discuss the Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show, all the controversy that came from it, the angry fans, the disappointed fans, uh, the angry conservatives who watched it, how she's pregnant, all the tea about it. And I'm going to give you a review and I'm going to give you a score out of 10 of what I think it, how I think she did. But before we get into all that, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a cute little review, screenshot yourself listening to it, post it to your Instagram story and tag me and I'll put you on my Instagram story. It's a Tuesday, Friday class. So don't forget, tell everyone, tell the homeless man living in your attic, tell your STD doctor, tell everyone. Thank you so much. And students, it is time for class. So put your phones away unless you're listening on your phone. Stop passing notes. Get in your seat because Pop Culture University is beginning. Pay me what you want it. Don't act like you forgot. Bitch, better have my money. Bitch, better have my money. Pay me what you want it. Bitch, better have my All right, so on Tuesdays, we love discussing the Billboard Hot 100 charts. I fucking live for the chart T, the fist fighting for that number one spot, the scrappiness, 
I enjoy it all. And I love all the shady things that these record labels will do to try to get their artist at number one. And I feel like you guys, too. You guys seem to like when I discuss the Billboard Hot 100 chart, which is the most respected chart in music. Anyone who's everyone is on it. And if you're not on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, I'm sorry. You're making no noise and you're a flop and you're going to fall off. So let's discuss. Okay. So this week, the Billboard Hot 100 number one song is Miley Cyrus with Flowers. This is officially her longest reigning number one hit ever. Four weeks. She didn't even have to get naked around hazardous construction material or almost get tetanus from riding a wrecking ball naked this time. She just gave us an undeniable serve. I'm not really too fond of flowers like that. I'm not streaming it on demand, but I do think it's a worthy bop. So good for you, Miley. I love you. The number two spot goes to SZA with Kill Bill. She just cannot get that number one hit. So many other artists are blocking her week after week. She's getting blocked more than your ex creating new Instagram accounts every week to stalk you. And I feel bad for her. She's probably going to lie anyway and tell everyone that it was number one because we know she's a pathological liar. Uh, and she's not really even pushing for it. She's not putting out remixes. She doesn't seem to give much of a fuck. So good for SZA. She's number two. Number four is the demonic duo of Sam Smith and Kim Petras still in the top 10 after weeks and weeks and weeks. I don't care what you say about Sam and their nipple tassels. That song is a hit, maybe even a bigger hit than stay with me because being yourself, what makes magic happen? Coming in at number six is Beyonce. Cuff it. Just because it's a top 10 hit, though, doesn't mean I'm going to pay $3,000 to see it live. And if you did, you are a victim. And you may be entitled to financial compensation. I've been victimized by enough pop girls concerts this year, and I'm taking my power back. How does she want us to release our job, but also have to cough up that kind of money? She said, figure it out. I guess I'm not a money bitch, so I will not be going to the right. And I will not be going to the Renaissance store. After I paid so much for Taylor, though, I paid $950. And then I want to go to 15 other concerts this year. It just seems like a bad business decision. And like we talked about on a previous episode, I'm not just going to fork over that money to feel as though I am a part of the moment or not going to get fear of missing out. I'm just not going to keep up with the Joneses. I don't care. I'm... I cannot spend that much. I can't bring myself to do it. My mom would be so disappointed in me. Harry Styles coming in at number 10 with As It Was. I don't even remember a time that song wasn't in the top 10. I don't even remember how it was before that. So I can't really tell you if it's the same or not as as it was. What I do know is that he's the most oppressed man in America and things like this don't usually happen for people like him. So I'm happy for him that he's still in the top 10. So that's what's going on in the top 10 this week. Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? DM me and let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, something I need to hear thoughts about is that, did you hear that Kourtney Kardashian released a new gummy vitamin for her Lemmy gummies? And this new gummy is for your vagina. And no, you don't stick it up your vagina. You eat it. And apparently, it makes your vagina taste sweet. It's called Lemmy Purr. Do that purr. I said, yeah, meow. Hold up. So it literally has health claims that make, it says your, it makes your vagina taste sweet. And you know how they're like, if you eat pineapple, you know, you'll taste good down there. So girls will be taking SpongeBob's whole house away from him and eating a pineapple the size of his fucking house just so their man can think highly of them and enjoy what was on his dinner plate. But this may be a little bit ridiculous. So on her website, it says vaginal health. Oh, sorry. <laughs> vaginal health is such an important part of a woman's overall well-being and not talked about enough, which is why we are excited to launch this. Give your vagina that sweet treat it deserves and turn it into a sweet treat. You know what they say? You are what you eat. Well, I must not be a pussy then. Because we all know I'm not doing that. Is this FDA approved? Is this the new pink sauce? Courtney wants your pink sauce to taste good. And like, was there a taste tester? Did someone go down and be like, mm, too tart? <laughs> like, who was the taste testee and who was the taste tester and how much were they paid were were there trials were there three rounds did they have to explain are they romantically uh, together now was it girls testing on other girls like what was going on here they were like mm, too acidic -y. i like my vagina a little more sweet first the kardashians make you feel like you're not thick enough 
then you're not skinny enough. And now they say that your vagina tastes bad, but they have the solution. Where does the line get drawn with them? It is shameless consumerism. That's what it is. So I would say don't buy it. And gynecologists are urging you not to buy it. Four out of five doctors do not recommend the Lemmy Per gummy. Experts are now warning the general public not to spend your hard-earned cash on this product because it does not have any serious research to claim that it actually works. But if you do buy it, please review it on TikTok in grave detail. And you know what? That that could be a fun date night for Valentine's Day. Like, it's what's that challenge online where like you close your eyes and someone puts a flavor or something in your mouth and you have to guess what flavor it was? You, you could do that with your man or your woman. If there's a vagina there, have a great time. So... I guess that's something, but do not feel fooled. Do not feel pressured to buy that shit. Something we need to talk about now, even crazier than what I just talked about, is that how are there so many UFOs in the damn sky in 2023? Is this finally the year that the aliens make their debut? We've been waiting. Like, don't tease us. Please abduct me. I want to be taken away. I want the first class seat to get out of here. I don't care if you experiment on my body or whatever you do up there. If I was the human race representative for the aliens, I would talk so much shit about you guys. I'd be like, they're horrible down there. Don't send me back. I hate those humans on that planet. I, I would not talk fondly of everyone. So I probably shouldn't be the one abducted. But yeah. So this week alone, U.S. fighter jets have shot down four high-altitude objects this month that they were just unaware of what they were. So first, you may have heard, they shot down the spy balloon, the Chinese spy balloon. And yes, we know that this did come from China. Um, not trying to sound like Trump when he was like, it came from China. Like, we actually know this is a Chinese spy balloon. And they say that it was a surveillance balloon that was sent over, like, over the Pacific Ocean to America to surveil us. What are they looking for? It's a little silly to me. A spy balloon. Sending a balloon sounds so barbaric. Why not just hack our phones like they do on TikTok? Do that. What are they surveilling? Area 51? So they can see where they hide all the aliens and the Clintons' dead body collection? Like, what do they want to see that they can't just send someone here in a plane to go take a photo of in person? So clearly we don't love that. We don't love being spied on. They could have just asked us what they wanted to know. Maybe Biden would have told them. So we don't love that. So when we found out this big white Chinese spy balloon was flying over, Biden decided to have it shot down. Imagine being in the room when someone breaks into the Oval Office and they're like, Joe Biden, there's a, a big balloon that we think China's using to spy on us. And he's like, uh, I don't just just shoot it down. I, I, I don't know. That's me when I get any pressing email by like teachers or the government. I'm just like, I don't know. I can't deal with this. Let me just shoot it down. <laughs> Let me just completely delete it and just not deal with it at all. So I probably would handle it the same exact way. And then the T is, is that after we shot down China's balloon, they wanted it back. They said, send us our balloon back. That isn't yours. Um, excuse me. You were just using this balloon to spy on us. Uh, I don't think that's how it works. I think it's finders, keepers, losers, weepers. That's like getting stabbed in the middle of the street and the knife gets stuck in you and the robber's like, hey, give it back. Like, that's my fucking knife. And you're like, oh, sorry. I'm such a people pleaser. I'd be like, oh, let me pull it out and give it back to you. And he stabs you again. <laughs> that's what would happen to me. So the gag is we didn't give it back. So if they really want it, they can come pry it out of Kamala Harris's bare hands. That's what they can do. So anyway, then... After the spy balloon, they found three more UFOs just flying around the sky. What the hell? That's like a world record. The government never admits when it sees UFOs. So I feel like these are the four, like the first four UFOs they're ever really admitting to ever. That's why this is such astounding tea to me. Usually they keep that shit on such tight wraps. They'll never admit anything. They'll say it's a bird. It's a plane. But they really just had to tell everyone now. So the first one they found was in Montana, and it was octagonal in shape. Very suspicious. Sounds very alien-y to me. They said it was quite small, and there were strings hanging off of it, and it was 20,000 feet in the air. That's very high. That could get in the way of your flight. Imagine you're just like on your flight to the Wisconsin Dells, and you crash into some random UFO, and you go falling out of the sky. 
That's a flight risk for sure. So Biden, again, his plan was, I don't, I don't know, just shoot it down. Like, what the fuck? So they shot it down. <laughs> I love his straight to the point energy. They decided that whatever UFO it was, they need to inspect it more. They're going to take their time to really unwrap it and see what's going on with it and observe it. But for now, they don't think that it was any uh, threatening device. Like there was nothing from the military in there, no weapons in there, but they're still not sure where it came from. So that's very, very concerning. But what if they shot it down and the aliens were pissed and then they come out with ray guns and kill us all? I probably wouldn't have shot this one down immediately. I would want to go observe. Do you know what I'm saying? I would want to write, like, write a note in the sky with airplane engine fuel that said, send nudes. And the aliens would send us nudes. That would be a gag if that was the first thing we saw of aliens, their penises. And then if they're not packing, then we can shoot it down. <laughs> if they're not packing, then we're attacking. You know what I'm saying? The government is trying to sedate us, conspiracy theorists, though, and they said that there were no aliens on board. They said that, no, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. They were also found to be uncrewed and to have limited abilities from a lack of communication signals to a lack of obvious propulsion capability. And they found two more of these UFOs. One was flying over Canada, and that one was a small cylinder, same size as the first one. And then they found another one over Alaska. And that one was the size of a small car. The fact that they don't know where they're from, though, or what their purpose was, yet they were flying that high and clearly were some kind of contraption makes me very nervous. And as a conspiracy theorist, I want to know more so bad. I feel like there's collusion going on. Other countries are all spying on us in tandem with China. Who knows? But honestly not my business. Like if they are spying, I will tell them anything that they need to know. They say that the three UFOs are completely different from the spy balloon though, and did not uh, have anything to do with them. So now the U S government is going out of their way to look for more UFOs. So everyone's kind of on edge. They're observing, they have their binoculars, their telescopes. They're really scanning the night sky to see what else is there. What if they like see a kid flying a kite and the kid finally gets it in the air. And he's like, look, mommy, I'm flying the kite. And then the paranoid U.S. Secret Service machine guns shoot that kite down. Like, boom, 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 boom. And the kid starts crying. <laughs> that's how paranoid they are for UFOs right now. And that's kind of why they say they're finding so many. Because now they're looking for a lot. But they were like, were they not looking before? Have the aliens just literally been here in plain sight the whole time? Pretty odd to me. But it seems like everyone's on edge. And you know who else is on edge? Me. I went to my friends yesterday, right before the Rihanna concert, so we can watch it together. And I get out of my car, and it's like 7 p.m. or something, so it's dark. I get out of my car, and I'm approaching her house, and I look up in the sky, and I see the craziest thing I've ever seen in the sky, first of all. It was about 30 lights in a line, like a snake, clearly traveling completely upward. I was like, is that a rocket? What is going on? But I didn't want to jump the gun and get too excited. So as I was approaching her door, I'm thinking, is there something on the telephone wires? There's something stuck in a tree. And I just, because you know how like your vision can get not the best at night. So I go in her house and I'm like, hey, can we look in your backyard? I think there's something in the sky. So we walk to the backyard and we definitely see that there's like a train of lights that look just like maybe an extremely big or long plane or kind of like a snake or something. It, just, it looks like a train is flying in the sky. So me and her are freaking out. We think that there is an alien invasion and we were like the first ones to see it or something. It was world of the war. Are we getting bombed? What is going on? Because did you guys just see that Kim Jong-un was having a parade in North Korea and the parade was just a bunch of nukes traveling down the parade route? Like he was showing off how many there were. So I was like, is this a train of nukes? What is going on? I was just thinking worst case scenario. Clearly that's not realistic or like anything that would happen but you know i just prefer the macy's thanksgiving day parade you know rather than a parade of nukes actually those giant inflatables of the rugrats characters are kind of scarier than the nukes so maybe i would prefer that but anyway we're googling we're trying to find out what this could possibly be i am on edge thinking i'm about to get abducted 
We're posting on every social media app, Twitter, TikTok, and someone give us answers. We're Googling words. And everyone starts responding to one of our TikToks that says what we saw was called Starlink. It was not a UFO at all. Instead, it was something that Elon Musk launched into the orbit of the atmosphere. And it is a train of satellites that happened to be flying over Illinois at that time. I never have ever heard of Starlink in my life. I don't know how long this has been going on, but not knowing what it was just set me into sheer panic. Elon needs to give a warning next time. He needs to tweet about that shit more. But I was thinking, there we were, tweeting about this man's satellite train on his app. And we're like, oh my God, Elon runs the whole world. And that's the scariest part of this all. I feel like Elon just really does everything he says he's going to do, all of his crazy ideas, and then they actually come true. But I would not, like, for some reason, I just didn't think at all that it was a man-made object flying in the sky. Or I, I, I guess, like, a publicly known man-made object. But he really does the craziest shit that he says he will. So that really scares me about Elon, but I also really respect him at the same time. But anyway, what we can learn from this whole thing is that I think abstracting everything from the ufos and from elon musk just what's coming to me right now is that everything is not what it seems and what i mean by that is that all of your fears or anxieties or things that are holding you back or things that make you feel like what you want to do is not possible or what you or like big dreams you hope to accomplish are not possible everything is not what it seems because it is possible there's not as much holding you back as you think. If you really just put your plans into motion and do what you're actually going to say and work tirelessly and put your whole energy and body and become obsessed with achieving these big goals, you completely can. I mean, first of all, there's people talking about UFOs. We never thought that would happen. And then we have Elon Musk doing these insane things that are like, we're literally seeing his contraptions orbiting the sky now. So I think the moral of the story is just, Everything is not what it seems, and even your biggest dreams can come true because your success isn't being hindered or blocked by these human obstacles that you think it's being blocked by because anything can happen. Everything isn't as it seems. Does that make sense? I feel like it makes sense. The constraints on what's possible are not constraining as you think is what I'm trying to say. Don't let everyone fool you with their fear of them not being able to be successful they are projecting that fear onto you you can be successful and the constraints of what's possible for you to succeed at are not as binding as you think that's what i'm trying to say with all this crazy shit happening with and with elon musk literally running the world and doing the craziest shit have you ever had a dream become a reality Have you ever seen the impossible become possible? Well, now we know the truth. Speaking of things that look like extraterrestrials, Machine Gun Kelly and his fiance Megan Fox. Machine Gun Kelly, who I refer to as Nerf Gun Kelly, because he doesn't deserve such an aggressive, serious name if he is such a pab. Pab is pussy ass bitch. He is cornier than corn, that man. And for two years, we've been haunted by him and his fiance's PDA as their ugly black tongues caress each other on every award show red carpet that Nerf Gun Kelly is only invited to because he's with Megan Fox. And Megan Fox is only invited to to give her an opportunity to be in a public space to break free from Machine Gun Kelly in case he's secretly holding her hostage and she needs to make a run while everyone's around. They constantly have to remind us that they're the weirdest people in the room wherever they go. Sucking each other's blood, really enjoying the taste of the HPV, they even wear wedding rings that make you bleed if you take it off because there's like thorns in it. Girl, my fat ass finger would bleed out 
if I had a wedding ring like that. I'm not getting a normal wedding ring off of me with no pain. <laughs> okay. Imagine if those two made an OnlyFans. I feel like watching them have sex or whatever they do would be like watching the most insane shit when you're in the mood. And then right when the post-nut clarity hits, you just scream at what is on your phone and drop it. You're like, what was I just possessed by watching that? Some freaky shit they must do. And we never thought their freaky shit show would end. And honestly, I was happy for them being soul ties and loving each other because that meant that no one else had to deal with them. Megan was doing charity work by being with him. Let's just be real. She was following the lead of Kim Kardashian in giving an ugly guy a chance. She thought, maybe he'll treat me right. Maybe all the movie stars that I've been with before, the hunky, more um, conventionally regulation hotties, they didn't treat me well. Maybe someone like Machine Gun Kelly, who, I'm not saying he's the ugliest, I'm just saying, like, not conventionally the attractive man that we think she would be with. But apparently, pigs must be flying. Is pigs flying? Is these bitches trying me? Pigs must be flying because he cheated on her. Yeah, let me say that again more clearly. Machine Gun Kelly cheated on Megan Fox. SNL couldn't even write a joke better than that. Chris Rock couldn't even, even write a joke better than that. And if he did say that at a stand-up comedy show, I would get on that stage and slap him and say, no way. Keep Megan Fox's name out of your fucking mouth. And don't even say something like that would happen. This all happened so fast, too. But this is real life, you guys. Megan must really be one to jump the gun. I feel like she doesn't even... She's she's not the kind of woman to wait until she has, like, the most solid proof in the world. So I feel like that's why this happened so fast. I feel like she's the type of woman where if she even smells smoke, she's like, let's just make a big-ass fire. Let's blow everything up. If she even thought machine gun kelly might be cheating on her because the day before the super bowl they were fine like literally going to super bowl pre-parties together going out doing whatever they do looking like a hand-in-hand normal couple and then the day after boom something crazy must have happened that night to set her off because she posted a photo with the beyonce lyrics you can taste the dishonesty it's all over your breath it said, you can taste the dishonesty it's all over your breath. That's a reference to Beyonce's song, Pray You Catch Me, which is a heart-wrenching ballad. I think it's the first song on Lemonade about Beyonce finding out that Jay-Z's cheating on her because kind of like she can hear him on the phone with other girls and she she doesn't know what to say to him. So she hopes that he just catches her finding out that he's cheating. So the interaction can start. That's why it's called Pray You Catch Me. But it's such a good fucking song. And I've never even been cheated on, to my knowledge. <laughs> to my knowledge. I have my suspicions, though. And I love that song. It's so good. So Megan Fox is really smart for using that as her <laughs> Instagram official. I got cheated on lyric. <laughs> Very smart. Um, so, yeah, she posted that in the morning. Also, his breath must smell awful whatever is all over his breath like funyuns and socks and infidelity but she posted it bright and early along with another photo of her burning stuff and what seemed to be a trash can there was like an envelope in there probably some love letter that he wrote her that was bullshit lies all the while looking sexy in these photos because that's the best form of revenge obviously reminding him what he already lost then she unfollowed him and then she followed three guys she was one of those people who only follow her man on instagram and yeah that's commendable and shit but don't don't you just want to like see other people on instagram like i think that's a little bit too much of showing your loyalty why not follow some celebrities or brands or how about your mom like follow your best friend on instagram damn you don't only have to follow your man i don't get people like that <clears throat> but she followed three other guys including Harry Styles and Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Two scrawny white guys who are also single to show Machine Gun, oh, I'm sorry, Nerf Gun, that he is replaceable. And then she followed Eminem. Oh! <laughs> Eminem, the man who killed Nerf Gun Kelly's rap career 
in 2018. <laughs> if you don't remember, Nerf Gun made like some bold statement. I don't know. I don't get into like the white man rap drama. I don't. I I leave that to them. And as I should. I think I think everyone leaves that to them to be honest. Machine Nerf Gun Kelly threw some shade at Eminem and Eminem came back with the most insane diss track of all time and completely murdered his career. And then Nerf Gun Kelly switched over to pop punk because his rap career was literally dead. So she followed him <laughs> and they're like sworn enemies. She said, I'm going to go below the studded belt today. The man that he fears the most is the man I'm hooking up with first. Insane. But what else could we expect from the Miss Jennifer's body herself? Like Miss Cannibal herself, literally eating men alive. Then she deleted her Instagram. She said, don't even bother DMing me. I'm not looking for a hookup. I'm going to Eminem's house. I'm on the way to Eminem's house. No one else can DM me. And she probably just didn't want to deal with this shit. She said, I'm gone. He can't even get the pleasure from my photos from seeing me on Instagram. So she deleted her Instagram. Oh, and do you know who Machine Gun Kelly cheated on her with? Jeffree Star. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think Jeffree Star is one of those gays who are into guys who look just like him. <laughs> I don't think Jeffree Star is into that. He's more into uh, straight men. Straight looking men. Like he's said before. But really, the day before this, everything was fine. And she must have found out what Nerf Gun was doing real quick and just completely ended all of it. And I love that. She doesn't even give a warning. She doesn't give a second chance. Boom. Done. And I don't know who I feel worse for. Megan for getting cheated on or Nerf Gun Kelly for doing such insane self-sabotage. Nerf Gun, she was down for you. She was down to suck your blood and suck your dick. Megan Fox! I wouldn't even... Like, I wouldn't blame Megan Fox if she didn't even give me the time of day or open the door for me if she was walking in front of me. So the fact that she gave all that to him and he is so ungrateful is insane. She was down to be his little emo girl and even call him daddy in public. She wanted to marry you and say, yes, daddy, I do. Like Nerf Gun, this was a make-a-wish situation. No one thought this would ever happen for you. I've never seen someone self-sabotage self more. He self-sabotaged. I think he was scared that one day Megan was going to realize that maybe she could do better or maybe that she would leave him or hurt him or reject him or even just realize that they weren't meant to be and leave him. So in subconscious self-defense, he beat her to the punch and cheat on her. I feel like um, he played it cool for a long time but maybe he was a little insecure the whole time and he just couldn't hold back that insecurity to not do something like this with having such a bad bitch because a lot of guys will act like they are not threatened by being with a woman who's very successful or uh makes more money than them or whatever but deep down they are like they still want to be with a woman like that but as time passes they realize maybe they can't handle it and then the ego unwraps and they ruin it. So her Insta's deleted. She went on ghost mode. And now she's probably planning his death. As we know, she's a cannibal. So if anyone finds especially lanky skeletal remains, we know what happened. But we really thought that Pete and Nerf Gun were representing for the underdog man, Pete Davidson. We were rooting for them. And they both fumbled the bag. They both fumbled the bag. But I want to say, don't lose hope medium attractive people just be yourself and be a good person and the right one will come and stay you know what not to do let your ego get the best of you like nerf gun you give these medium ugly men an inch and their egos take it a mile they think they're hot shit and they can do whatever they want so all you hot girls out there considering giving a medium ugly guy a chance you know that you're a hot girl so before that you consider giving a medium ugly guy a chance, make sure you're not doing it because you just want to be treated better. 
and you think that they might be different because they will not. Do not lower your standards just because you want someone to treat you well. All guys are the same. Uglier, hot. Hot guys are just more upfront about their bad side. Like me. I'm upfront about all the toxicity and trauma I'm about to give you. Because I'm so hot. Medium attractive men aren't these angels who will treat you the best. Like they say they are. That's what they lure you in with. Say, oh, I'm sweet. Oh, I'm different. I'm a nice guy. They're luring you in with that because they know they don't have any more selling points. It's just a hook. It's not real. So don't bite onto it. Never lower your standards for them. But also, I'm not saying, like, don't be with someone who isn't the most conventionally hot person. I'm saying don't base it off looks completely at all. Base it off a real connection who is truly your soulmate perfect match. That person could be Zac Efron. That person person could be Jonah Hill. Whichever guy you end up with, just make sure you're doing it because you truly love them, not because you're lowering your standards or trying something out or trying something new. Just don't do that. And if Nerf Gun really wants those hoes, he can have those bitches. And Megan Fox will go have vampire babies with someone else. And I know he will regret that for the rest of his Jack Skellington life. So I hope it was worth it. You can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. As you pass it off so cavalry. But even that's a test. Constantly aware of it all. My lonely Pressed against the walls of your world Pray to catch you whispering Pray to catch me listening Pray to catch you whispering I think the single most highly anticipated concert of all time happened this weekend. You can agree with me, right? I was electrically, tinglyly, as if I was on ayahuasca, if I was on literal molly lsd i was so excited i was bouncing off the fucking walls that it was finally the day of the rihanna bowl not the day who thought to put a football game right next to a rihanna concert that's so silly to me like truly i feel like rihanna shouldn't have done it at the super bowl because she could have had any award show pay her millions to have her comeback performance and the super bowl yeah it's a big stage but at the same time like rihanna's about cashing out and i feel like this was just maybe not the best business move for making money for this comeback performance it could have been a whole televised thing she could have done a concert at a fenty show and had to televise like i don't know weird but okay But Rihanna performed for the first time after seven years. That's so weird to even say because I kind of think of her as this like retired music star who kind of just does business now. But she's not even 34. She literally, well, now she's 34. Like she's only 34. She's so young. So it's weird that I even think of her as like someone from the past who their moment has gone on. Like, I'm almost putting her in the same frame as, like, Madonna. Because, like, I just feel like neither of them have made, like, a hit song in so long. But that's because Rihanna just doesn't. It's so weird that every Rihanna song is a throwback. It's like reuniting with your old friend who ghosted you for some reason that you don't know. And you just have no idea what to expect going into seeing them again. That's how I felt for this concert. Like, is Rihanna the performer back? Or is she just going to endorse products? We didn't know what side of her we were going to get. There was so much anticipation and she knew how bad we wanted it. And we're not kidding. I felt the tingles in my bones that day. I was like, Rihanna, come give it to me. I'm all yours, please. Like going nuts. Me and my friend recorded my reaction. It's on my personal TikTok, uh, Petty Pop Personal. It was so funny. I recorded the whole like 15 minutes of our reaction. We were like jumping and dancing during it. So we were definitely having a great time. That's why I couldn't be at my lame-o, straight-o Super Bowl party. Um, Definitely tell me how you guys thought about it. I'm going to break down the whole thing right now. But the big question is, did the performance live up 
to the hype. Maybe the most hyped up performance of all time. So was it one of the best or one of the worst Super Bowl halftime shows ever? I will answer that. So first of all, the big news that came out of the show, the special guest that Rihanna was hinting at, I thought it was maybe going to be Jay-Z because we knew he was going. Paul McCartney was there. They have a song together. We know Kanye West can't go or else he'd be screaming about being a Nazi and have to come out in a straight jacket. So I was like, who's going to be the special guest? The special guest was that she is pregnant. And the guest is that it is her second baby that is in her tummy. How fucking cute. She was like, I'm going to bring out someone very special. Oh, and she was pregnant and she did the pregnancy reveal immediately retrospectively i should have known because they started with that zoomed in lens shot of just her face so i feel like that's how a pregnancy reveal happens it's a really close face shot with a slow zoom out and a belly rub and that's exactly what she did and i feel so dumb because that's like the formula and i it went right over my head when i saw it happen i did not notice it at all Maybe just because I don't judge women's bodies like that, like you guys, or give them unrealistic expectations on snapping back immediately because she didn't have her first child that long ago. I just thought she had a little bit of baby fat left, to be honest. Or truly, when I looked at her, I was like, oh, that's just like a normal grown woman's body. Or I kind of thought that that buckle on her harness because she was floating, like I thought the buckle was poorly placed and just made her stomach look a little bit bigger than it actually was. But I was like in a non-judgmental zone. My first thought was not that she was pregnant and my mama taught me not to say anything until the water breaks if I think someone is pregnant and I just don't know. My friend said something when the performance started, (laughs) but she said it quietly because no one wants to be the one who accidentally calls Rihanna fat if she's not pregnant. And watching it back, everyone said, well, if they were at the Super Bowl watching it live, they only found out she was pregnant when they watched it back because in person you just couldn't tell at all. I feel like she should have lost her overcoat because she's wearing like a tighter bodysuit around her torso. That would have made it very, very obvious. And it's almost awkward, even more awkward that no one could really tell she was pregnant. That's almost even more awkward than if she wasn't pregnant but everyone thought she was pregnant because it's supposed to be this big super bowl pregnancy reveal and everyone was like did it really happen did it really happen so it had to be confirmed after the show by representatives and she posted a better photo of her stomach where it was very popping and obvious in just her little tight shirt that she had on underneath and we realized that she was in her second trimester that's what we found out so if you think about it Oh, she knew she was pregnant when she accepted to do the show? What? The last thing I would put on my plate if I was pregnant would be to do the Super Bowl halftime show. Especially if it's my first performance back in eight years. That's like if you don't smoke weed in a long time and you decide to roll up with Wiz Khalifa, Willie Nelson, and Snoop Dogg for your first time back. It's not going to end well for you, honey. So she knew when she accepted, huh? What an interesting choice. Because, you know, you kind of think if you're pregnant, you shouldn't be straining yourself that much. You shouldn't be doing crazy dancing or exerting yourself. You don't want to overwork yourself, potentially cause any harm or whatever. And that could potentially hinder the quality of a performance, especially something like this. It has to be so show-stopping that everyone is expecting to be this high energy, full of dance, full of movement, ass shaking, twerking, um, sex appeal. Is it really smart to do it pregnant? Will it make the show bad? And let me tell you, it definitely slowed down her show. It showed a lot in her show. Her energy was low. Her energy was giving rehearsal. It was giving, I'm on, I'm high in the park going for a walk giving I'm too cool, giving you're lucky that I'm even here. She was really only moving one body part at a time. Like first a little ankle movement. I was like, okay, like she's, 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 she is moving now. That's good. Come on, Rihanna. Then she would move her foot, then her neck, then her hands. And I was like, we would love some more movement, girl. Give it to us. Give us a dance break. 
We know, we know you, we know you got it in you. Come on. Even the sign language translator was moving more than her and giving a better show. We just needed more. I was about to check her pulse to see if she was even okay. Like you, 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 like you think that this would be the most nerve-wracking, crazy moment for anyone to perform in front of a hundred million people, but she looked calm as fuck, as if it was just some scheduled bullshit gig that was interrupting her Sunday evening. Almost like she didn't respect the institution that the Super Bowl is supposed to be the most ambitious, action-packed, exciting performance ever. It just looked like she was too cool for the Super Bowl. One word of this performance, lazy. No costume changes, no special guest. She really just got up there and said, let me hit these notes and let these dancers do what they got to do around me and I'm out. The excess of dancers who were all dressed like marshmallows in white or sperm, you know, representing all of ASAP Rocky's sperm who didn't win the race to her egg and now need a job. <laughs> the excess of the sperm dancers was to make up for the lack of Rihanna moving. And it, and it worked. That's when you know. You know when you, have a lazy, when you have a lazy performer when they need to hire 50 extra background dancers just to give people something to look at. It's kind of like, like her lack of energy was kind of like when you show a guy how much you like them and you're really giving them a lot so they feel like they can put in less effort to keep you. You know what I'm saying? Like Rihanna knows how much we wanted her and we're fiending for her. So she didn't feel like she had to do that much to satisfy us. Because she truly just didn't even dance at all. And it disappointed me. I'm going to admit it. I was disappointed on that front for sure. When you think of Rihanna, she is these party crowd pleasers. Like she's the queen of the club still. And she hasn't released an album in seven years. A lot of her dancing songs were cut because of her lack of dancing. So I'm talking about some of her biggest pops of all time. S&M. SOS, Disturbia, Ponde Replay, Please Don't Stop the Music, a tragedy. Like, those are casualties laying on the cutting room floor. They needed to be in the show. She could do a whole other show. Please just include them. When you are, when, when you have popped that baby out, get back up there and do it again next year. Please, just so I can see you dance to those songs. Because I want to dance along with you. It was such, like, a crazy, unexpected set list. Don't you agree? My, so my last episode, I was talking about songs I really want her to do. And I said, I really want her to do Bitch Better Have My Money, but I feel like she's not going to. And then she opened with it? What? <laughs> First of all, she's a genius for doing that. My mouth was on the floor. What an, like Because there were so many TikToks of people like, she's going to open with Run This Town or... uh, What were other people saying? Please Don't Stop the Music or Disturbia. But Bitch Better Have My Money... Because that wasn't her highest performing song ever, but it's it's truly her most like cutthroat bop. Like, I just fucking love that song. I think that maybe is my favorite ever Rihanna song. So I was so happy when she started with that. Uh, I wish there was a little more foreplay for sure. She kind of just stuck it right in. Like, I wish there was, you know, dramatics and uh, flashing lights and bop, bop, bop. You know what I'm saying? Like, ka 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 before the, you know, she started hitting the notes and everything before she got into it but she didn't prep us for that just got right into it i knew she would end with diamonds i fucking said it last episode i that's that's just like the protocol to end with your most touching empowering ballad and diamonds is very much that for her so i was not surprised i knew when diamond was playing oh that's that's the last song the biggest shock though was that there was no love on the brain isn't that crazy that's like one of her biggest songs of all time so and everyone's like passionately obsessed with that song it has over a billion streams on spotify crazy that it was not played so given all the non-dancing all the non-songs all the lack of passion in her eyes the look of disgust in her eyes really that she was even performing for us peasants us middle-class civilians people were mad people were angry people were disappointed because they wanted her to perform. People were tweeting like, yes, I love Rihanna, but am I crazy for wanting a performer to actually perform on her big comeback back? They just 
think she kind of just did this show to remind everyone that she does music so they can remember why they love her so she can keep selling herself in her makeup to everyone they might be right people are mad people are justified in their grievances about the show donald trump posted to truth social i don't know how truth social works like if you post or like is it like a status update I will, and I never want to find out. I would sooner walk into a field of landmines <laughs> than go to Truth Social. Oh my God. But he tweeted, I'm sorry, I'm getting chills thinking about Truth Social. <laughs> what an unhinged, hellish, like hellish abyss Truth Social must be. <laughs> Just the most narcissistic, evil, delusional, like lethargic people must be on that app. Oh my God. So this is the first post I've ever seen from Truth Social. I don't know how long this has been out. Even the name is just giving like, be fucking for real. I can't tell if like, if, if it's just a bit or whatever, that fucking name. But Trump tweeted, epic fail. Rihanna gave without question the single worst halftime show in Super Bowl history. This after insulting far more than half of our nation, which is already in serious decline with her foul and insulting language. Also, so much for her stylist. <laughs> Donald Trump insults women like a twink insults another twink at the gay club and so much for her stylist girl not you trying to take away gay rights but you're the gayest mother effa out here so truth social is debunked it's all lies on there and why did he even watch it he shouldn't he shouldn't even get the right and why is he talking about stylish he wears orange on his face it's giving obsessed fan conservatives were also upset that rihanna grabbed her crotch at one point someone I saw, I, I don't know if this was a post on Truth Social, but they call her a devil-worshipping whore. <laughs> um, I aspire to be a devil-worshipping whore, and Rihanna is my devil-worshipping whore. So that's all I have to say about that. Enough with the conservatives. I understand if fans hated this performance, thought it was lazy, wanted their money back, wanted her to do it again. I get if they hated it, because it was very lacking. But to be honest... I loved it. I loved it. I think it was in my top three Super Bowl performances of all time. Because Rihanna owned that stage like a man would. That was my favorite part about it. Most men would just stand there and sing and not feel the need to lift a finger. Think that their amazing superior presence on that stage is enough. And that they don't have to do anything else to impress. Rihanna didn't feel the need to give us what women are normally expected to give, you know, or any sex appeal. She just gave what a man would give. What a, you know, and a man would be called a boss. A man would be called a legend. He'd be called so cool and smooth and what a performer. It was a really cool and almost like feminist message to send. Not trying to make her performance about that, but... It was just really cool seeing a woman do that because we don't usually see that really ever. Like if you're not flying around the stage with, you know, attached to some sort of core doing acrobatics like pink or breaking your neck and dancing your ass off like Beyonce or whatever, you're considered like a bad performer. So I thought Rihanna saying fuck you right in the camera to all those people was so cool and looking amazing while she did it. And think, we just had a billionaire perform for us. That's crazy. Like a billionaire was just on that stage. It's really trippy to think about because we see billionaires that these people like in leadership CEO positions that we don't really see in the public eye a lot, but like we know they exist. But like we know Rihanna. We like we really love her and think of her as this like you know, kind of like down-to-earth girl from Barbados, but she's a billionaire and she just performed for us. That's It's a crazy concept because she doesn't have to at all. She doesn't have to do anything she doesn't want to anymore. We are lucky that she was there. She needs a Super Bowl less than the Super Bowl needs her. 
And this whole performance to me was giving she knows herself. The whole performance to me was giving she knows who she is and she doesn't care who you expected her to be or wanted her to be or thinks what she should do on that stage. She knows herself and she's going to give that. It was giving boss, bitch, boss, woman in charge, CEO, HBIC, from the minute she plugged her billion dollar business with that little pad of the powder on her face that was so legendary and iconic and will be remembered forever. From that moment to how the dancers were breaking their fucking backs doing the craziest dancing around Rihanna because they really had to entertain us. They were breaking their motherfucking backs while Rihanna was just standing there conducting them. Like walking around them, they were, she was like pointing at them to go up and down and walk with her this way. Genius choreograph. Geniusly choreographed. It was telling a story. It was telling about the power of Rihanna with these highly skilled, like almost like the Navy minions that were following her. It was so cool. The marshmallow minion dancers were phenomenal. They carried for sure with their entertainment factor. But Rihanna just looked so effortlessly in control and powerful the whole time. And Rihanna still satisfied her fans and gave us a lot. But she didn't feel the need to exert herself or to be anyone who she isn't in order to give people what they want. She served to us what she's always been. A vibey, slow hip thrust, chill, confident, icy queen that she's always been. So why was anyone shocked? Some may have thought that Rihanna would want to make up for lost time with a show-stopping, insane, uh, legendary, like, I'm back performance. But she doesn't consider any time lost. She's very content with herself and her career. So she isn't making up for anything. And she definitely did it in this performance. So yeah, we wish she moved a bit more, but Rihanna doesn't dance. She makes money moves. And this performance was a masterclass in performing how you want, doing enough to satisfy people while not compromising yourself, and worrying more about your moment than satisfying people's expectations. I would give it an 8.5 out of 10, just because I think she was so cool and powerful. I'm going to take one point off just because of my own like personal taste. You know, I wish there was dancing and sexy outfits and a few of my favorite songs were cut but it was truly amazing and she got more views than the super bowl did has that ever happened so apparently rihanna's super bowl halftime show got like 118 million views and then after the show like 67 percent of people tuned out <laughs> that's wild like she was really doing charity by even doing it at the super bowl isn't that so weird like the the demographics of who's gonna watch rihanna and who's gonna watch the super bowl is so different like maybe that's why they they book these people so everyone will watch so you know no matter what you're into there's something for you but of course we're gonna tune out like we, we didn't come there no shade to the, the football players like congratulations for winning the tournament or whatever but we weren't there for you i'm so sorry Also, people were like, oh my God, she isn't getting paid for this performance. No, technically, Super Bowl performers don't get paid because they're performing, they're performing, what am I saying? Their performance was so expensive to put on. And just like the bold engineering of Rihanna's performance with those levitating stages and how high they were bringing her and the intricacies of it, of course, that was super expensive. And that's another reason why I would give the performance such a good rating. Because the set, I think, was the coolest set I've ever seen for a Super Bowl performance. Maybe besides that lit-on-fire silhouette of Beyonce that she had, that was insane. That was fucking iconic. But besides that, coolest set I've ever seen. But, like, Rihanna did get paid for this performance in millions. I guarantee you she's made a million dollars just off of her personal brands and life since that performance happened. Because... uh. Visits to the Fenty website in increased by 833% after that performance simply because of that one makeup moment. She was like, yeah, I'm doing this music, but remember, I do sell makeup. She's so fucking smart. Like, she didn't have to shove it in her face, but just that little 
pad pad moment got her so much money on Fenty. And then her music streamed spiked more than 400, sorry, 640% on Spotify. So you best believe she got a lot of money from that. And her most increased song in streams was Bitch Better Have My Money. And that is probably why she opened with that song. It's such a good encapsulation. Encapsulation, I'm sorry. I don't know. Encapsulation. Encapsulation of what Rihanna is about. And yeah, she likes music, but if she's going to do one thing, it's going to be get to that bag. And can we blame her for that? No. So I think what we can learn from this performance and people's mixed reaction to it is that you should want to present to the world who, not who everyone is expecting you to be or hoping that you are or waiting for you to turn into. You should present to the world who you are, what you want, and not really care if they don't like it or aren't satisfied by it. You're not living for other people's expectations. You're going to do you how you want to do you and not be worried about what other people are saying or thinking. Because you can bet Rihanna did not lose a wink of sleep over what anyone is saying about her show. She knows she did good because she got up there and vibed the way she wanted and delivered Rihanna. And that's why I think the performance was just so seamless because it was so her and she wasn't trying to be anything that she wasn't. Do you feel like you've ever let down someone's expectations of who you are or who you should be? If you have, if you feel like you weren't who someone wanted you to be, say, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to look good as fuck doing me, being me. And whether it's what you like to see in me or not, I don't care because I like to see what I like to see in me. Well, class, you are dismissed. Thank you all for coming. I love all of you. Each and every one of you. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I have nothing really special planned. I'm getting more shots in my head tomorrow. Because as we know, I'm trying to keep my hair for as long as I possibly motherfucking can. And yeah, I'm going to my dermatologist. He's going to take my blood and then get my plasma from it and then shoot it right into my head. I made a video about it last time I went there. And the video got a lot of views, so I'm going to try to, like, email them tonight and be like, can we work together and, like, can I get these for free? Because it is not a free cosmetic procedure. It is, like, $700. So I'm trying not to cough that up tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. But I feel like it's working. Like, my hair density is really getting a lot better. I feel like I just have, like, a full head of hair now, which definitely makes me feel way more just calm. Um and happier throughout the day like i'm just not carrying anxiety with me or it's not something that weighs me down every time i pass a mirror or whatever or i don't feel like everyone's looking at it when they're talking to me like i feel like my hair just looks better so whatever i gotta do i have to take my truck there tomorrow well my dad's truck um because my own car has like a crazy flat tire and i have to get it changed so i have to take the my my truck it's like a big ass silverado can you imagine me in that driving to the city and hopefully I don't hit anyone. I've gotten in a car crash in my truck in pretty tight spaces before. Um, and it, it was in, actually in a drive-thru. It was in a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru that I got into a crash in that truck. Yeah. So it was while I was getting a nice coffee as well. So can you name something gayer? No. So we'll see if I crash on the way to Chicago tomorrow. But besides that, my friend just got a new apartment in Chicago. I'm going to go see it sometime this week we'll see if any guy uh wants to not act like an idiot and win their chances to continue talking to me we'll see how that goes but besides that i'm just gonna work on some shit oh my god if you can please go subscribe to my snapchat show it's called it literally just launched yesterday like today i forgot what it's called let me think hold on unfiltered pop it's called unfiltered pop if you can go stream or just go subscribe to Unfiltered Pop on Snapchat. Watch the first episode. It's really exciting. Um, yeah, I just want them to like me. So that's, I guess, one of like the business things I'm doing right now. Also, I just posted a video yesterday with Dove Cameron. Not with her, but it was for her song. And it was like sponsored. And Dove's team liked the video so much that they paid to promote it for Valentine's Day. So my last video on TikTok has like superficial views. Just like being honest. Like that, that it, was a, it was a paid post. Um, 
it probably wouldn't have gotten that many views if it wasn't paid. But Dove Cameron's team like loves me. They've given me sponsorships for multiple of her songs because they do well. So I feel like I'm partly like, I feel like I'm like on, like on her team. I'm like literally working for Dove Cameron. So go, go stream, stream Dove Cameron too. Just hit 3.2 million followers. So I guess things are going pretty good for me in a few aspects, but yeah, I'm going to just keep grinding this week. And we'll see. I really, I don't really have anything like exciting or fun planned. My diet's almost over. Thank God it's ending probably like in March. I'm like 166 right now. I want to be 163-ish. But I really, like my body's like looking like my summer bod again. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to gain a few pounds to keep warm in the winter. And now I'm like really trying to seduce some dads at the beach again. So I'm getting there. I can stop eating these foods that make me fart. So I guess things are going pretty good. So maybe I'll take it easy this week uh reward myself with something i feel like i just reward myself with food so maybe i'll like i don't know have an extra cheat day or whatever but i definitely won't do that because i'm like crazy and like the like virgo side of me will not allow me to do that so i'll probably just actually keep like painstakingly working on everything this week but that's what i'm gonna do but yeah that's just an update on my my personal life students uh tell me what you're up to dm me a story that you would like to share for the what would you like to share with the class segment we didn't do it today because there was a lot to talk about and i didn't know if i'd had time because a lot of these stories are very long and i want to give them like a thorough response but dm me any story that you want to share for the what would you like to share with the class segment about your personal drama that you think is really juicy and tea filled um and yeah i guess just rate this podcast five star on spotify apple podcast leave a cute little review screenshot yourself listen to it post it to my instagram story and tag me I'll put you on my Instagram story Tuesday, Friday. Do not forget class attendance is mandatory. I hope you like the life lessons today. I hope they all made sense. The one about Elon Musk. I was like, mm, I get it though. So if you want some further elaboration, I can like let you know, but, um, yes, class professor Patty has to go now, but I hope you have an amazing week. Okay. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.